the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. That's right. You heard the man. It is Texans All Access on this wonderful Wednesday evening. I am your host on Wednesday, as I am each and every Wednesday and have been for the last time many years. John Harris, football analyst, silent reporter, and I am joined by my partner, the Vox, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, how is your side of town? Nice, hot, and humid. Yeah, I ran in it today, though. You know, it was a good I sweat. Too. I mean, I don't know. I was like, is this exercise or just suffering? Like, it, oh, it's survival. Where, where do you draw the line, you know, between exercise and just pure suffering, misery? I don't know if I'm getting any benefit out of it kind of thing. But it, I, it's probably better than not doing it unless you die. So I guess I got something out of it. I'm still here. <laughs> Me too. I went out and ran in it uh, kind of later afternoon-ish. And it's a survival thing. I mean, it really is. It's like, man, can't I make it? Uh, and then I make it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I, I made it. I made it through. Of course, I'm drenched beyond all uh, recognition. Just looks like I just took a, a hose and just watered myself down. Because I, I run in long sleeve shirt and, long, and, and warm up sweatpants. Cause You're I crazy. Just, yeah, I, I, just, I have always done that. And I don't like putting on sunscreen. So I figure that covers up most of my body. <laughs> so I solved I saw that. You know that because whenever we've had training camp, I always wear long sleeves. And you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to yeah. wear sunscreen. Well, so I get it. My arms. I get it for the training camp stuff. And we'll be yeah. there soon enough uh, because, you know, I, I, I know it's kind of like the Arab thing, right? Those guys wear the long gowns. Ga- they're not yeah, gowns. Yeah. What are they? I, whatever they're wearing out yeah. in the desert. Uh, how about a lot of the guys who do the lawns? I notice really, mm-hmm. you know, they have something on their head. Those yep. guys are always wearing masks anyway. Yeah. Uh, everyone's masking up now. A lot of those guys wear masks, long sleeves, head to toe, all covered up, Ugh. because I think you keep the sun off your body, and that's part of the uh, equation there and trying to keep, for lack of a better word, cool here. It's not really cool, but not as hot as you could be. So you I'm don't sure. burst into flames. I'm sure you're like me. You've had friends that have come here to Houston and they've come in the summertime, oh, yeah. and they're like, "How do you do it? It's a disaster. How yeah. do you survive? How do you survive this? Like every you get used day? to it. You get used to it. I guess you do, I Johnny. Guess you do, f- but do you really? I mean, do you really? I mean, I I walk out. and I'm like, oh, man. Well, this is ridiculous. Here, what always makes me laugh about people who are from here, and I'm not. I got here as fast as I could, but I've been here for 18 years now. Uh, is that people who are from here tend to start complaining about the heat like really early, like in April, like, oh, it's a real hot one today. I'm like, it's 82 degrees. This is nothing. You're going to be begging for this in a few months. And then, you know, you get to now, and no one says a word anymore. It's kind of weird how that goes. But it's oppressive. I was walking the dog last night at 10 p.m., and, I mean, that was one of the hotter 10 p.m.s I've felt here in Houston since I've been around. I mean, usually at night it's like, ah, it's much better. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, but, you know, here we are, and uh, yeah. training camp is almost here. We're going to be out there, and we'll be used to it. You and I, running in this weather gets you ready for training camp. Well, if, I mean, it absolutely will. There's no question about that. We have got a What You Remember When Wednesday. Mark, I've got four really – and I, I, I can honestly tell you, I don't know where these have all come from. Mm-hmm. I really just kind of pulled them out of the air. And believe it or not, not one of them happened while I have been on the broadcast. These all happened before that. Wow. So, yeah, so it would be kind of interesting to see how you react to those because I, some of these I would – I think you and I have talked about some, maybe not all of these. So we'll do a What You Remember When Wednesday in our next segment. Uh, and then we'll go around the league uh, as there are plenty of things happening. But a couple of things I want to hit right off the bat, Mark. The Kansas City Chiefs put out this tweet. And the Ra- and they were one team. The Ravens also did a similar thing. And essentially, uh, it said, this is from the Chiefs, to their season ticket members. 
It's in anticipation of the NFL's guidelines being issued to clubs, et cetera, et cetera. The Chiefs have announced the plan that offers the most flexibility and benefits for season ticket members for what will be an unprecedented NFL season in 2020. Because the club cannot fairly reseat the entire season ticket base across a limited number of seats. So the Chiefs put that out to their season ticket members. The Ravens also said that if they do indeed have fans this year, they would cap it at 14,000 in a 71,000-seat stadium. I didn't know, Mark, exactly when I saw those things. I didn't know, like, is that new news to me? Is that something we've all been talking about? Should I feel encouraged? Should I feel uh, not so excited? I wasn't exactly sure how to feel when I saw that, but I knew it was news. Yeah. What did you think when you saw that information from both the Chiefs and the Ravens? Essentially saying the same thing, that we're not going to be playing in front of full crowds, and the Ravens yep. actually put a number on what their max crowd was going to be. Well, I think a lot of this has to do, and, and I think this is going to be common around the league, and the Texans haven't announced anything, and I don't think there are any uh, you know hard plans right now to do it one way or another. The governor came out publicly and said 50% capacity, right? It's easier said than done because it's not just how many people can we, you know, fit in the building and sort of socially distance them or maybe not sort of just do it, but it's also getting fans into the building because temperature checks, whatever else you need to do, mm-hmm. social distancing online coming in. Anybody who's been to a game understands how difficult this would be. Just think of a Rockets game, how difficult that would be, or an Astros game. I mean, just think of the Astros will call. You know, you, you would be lined up down the street at the George R. Brown with the will call the way it is some nights at Minute Maid Park. So all of this stuff is incredibly difficult. Uh, I think that's why they come up with a number like that where you're getting somewhere around 20%-ish in the building because that's what you feel comfortable doing. And then you have to question, you know, what's the experience going to be like? That's why a lot of these teams are giving fans the option of – do I want to opt out? I'll wait and see. No, I definitely want in. But everybody who says they want in is not necessarily going to get in uh, to whatever team we're talking about because they'll have limited seats. I mean, you talk about season tickets. The Texans have something like 65,000 season tickets sold. Yeah. So uh, it's a little difficult to get everybody in socially distanced. It's, it's impossible. Uh, so tough decisions have to be made. Some people naturally opt out. Uh, my reaction was, here it comes, because you're going to see a whole lot of this kind of thing. And I think a lot of teams will have the opportunity to ramp up. You know, What if yeah. COVID suddenly went away and it's not even a factor anymore? Well, open the doors. Let's go. Or it's still a factor and you have to continue this mode throughout the entire season. And well, you'll be ready for it. There was one that actually hit me. I didn't really. I mean, I, I seen it coming, and I've I, I've yet to understand if it had less of an effect because I saw it coming, or I had been preparing for it. But the other news item, and I don't know how much this is going to end up having an impact on the NFL and on us, mm. but I know it would have had an impact on me. If I were going into my senior season of college football, but the Ivy League chose today to postpone all fall sports, no sports until January 1st. They would then update in the fall for what they felt like they would be able to do in the spring. Now, Mm -hmm. there are a couple of things that go with that. Number one, Ivy League does not have these massive TV contracts with ESPN like a lot of the FBS conferences do, you know, SEC, et cetera. The other thing is if they're going to move it to the spring, there will be, I would imagine, some conferences that end up following them. Maybe the Patriot League, maybe a couple other conferences uh, in, that, in that area of the country will do the same. I, I, I don't know how many will do that. But there's a couple of there are a couple of tricky things with that too because every other FBS conference can play for it. I'm sorry, FCS conference can play for a championship. The Ivy League does not. So my guess is that the Ivy League's like, look, we moved to the spring. We'll play our seven games. We'll play everybody in a round robin, you know, seven week schedule, and we're out. And away you go. Yeah. But seeing a conference, a league like that, that was my league, canceled or postponed for the fall. Not that anything to this point, everything seems to have been sort of surreal, <laughs> kind of, yeah. uh, sort of. But seeing, man, that could have been me. That could have been yeah. my comp. That could have been my league. That could have been me that would have got just canceled. 
I uh, or you. my league moved to the to the spring. I, it, that kind of hit me a little bit today when the Ivy League decided that it was not going to play uh, in the fall. And I hope they get it done in the spring. I hope they're at least able to salvage something. Yep. But I don't know, Mark, what that means other than the fact that somewhere someone has already decided we're not playing a full league of football mm-hmm. in the fall. And that was, a, that was, a, little, that was a little depressing, especially because it was the league that I played in many, many years ago. I, well, look, I felt for you in this situation and, you know, sort of putting myself in your shoes in that time, if this had happened, I mean, that's horrible uh, to not be able to play football in the fall. You know, it's New England football in yeah. the fall, really. Yeah. I mean, you went to Brown. Uh, most of the Ivies are in New England, right? So, uh, you know, I know you have Penn and Princeton and don't make me name them all. Uh, <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> Which was in a horrendous losing streak. I mean, what, 30, 35 years ago? Yeah. Just didn't they have the Horrible. longest losing streak in the country for a while? But anyway, uh, I thought it, I thought it was big news. Weren't they the first league to cancel their basketball action, yes. their basketball tournament? So they're yes. the first fall sports entity to say, no, we're not going to do it unless I'm missing something. And you're right about the TV contract stuff, but I feel for the student athletes here. You know, this is, you know, look, feel for the Ivy League kids. They're all going to do fine. But still, this you go to school. You know, you didn't play football at Brown to be on TV. You played right. football at Brown to play football and go to Brown. And, look, they'll still get to go to their universities, but they won't because you saw the news that Harvard announced they're going to go online for 50K. Harvard U, 50K online enjoy that folks now you still get the piece of paper that says harvard on it but i tweeted um i tweeted to darren Ravel's tweet about that i tweeted uh, something from the social network and it was just you know the characters of mark zuckerberg and his yeah. buddy sitting around you lose all that that's a big part of college you know people say well why go to college and i know everyone's questioning the value of a degree and everything uh, you know, it's nice to have that piece of paper, but it's also great to have that camaraderie and just sort of, you know, sitting around, coming up with ideas. And in the case of the social network movie guys, they came up with a billion upon billion dollar idea. Uh, but those kinds of things, you're losing all that. And the athletes lose the camaraderie as well. So they'll play in the spring. Johnny, though, can you imagine if they're the only ones, if it turns out they're the only ones going to the spring, Ivy League football in the spring, oh people will watch that. Absolutely. Tonight, it's Princeton versus Brown. Let's get, let's dig in. This they'll is going to be awesome. They'll have Fowler and Herb Street on those games. It'll I be mean, yes. awesome. Are, those games, <laughs> It'll be you great. get Harvard, Harvard, Yale in March will do well on television. Trust me on this. Absolutely. The, it Absolutely. will. Absolutely. People I mean, want to see football. People, people joking. Like, ah, they, it's a good product. I'm telling you right now, what Princeton does offensively is as fun to watch. And I'll be like, ah. it, it, just <laughs> what they do. There are a lot of NFL teams that are watching what Bob Sarasi is doing um, at, at Princeton and looking at what they're doing. Heck, who's the coach at Brown? John, John Perry's brothers. Brother. John yep. Perry, our wide receivers coach. His brother, James. Um, who was a record-setting quarterback at Brown about five, six years after I graduated, came in and set the world on fire at Brown, and they're running stuff. And his nephew, John's nephew and James' nephew, E.J. Perry, set all kinds of records uh, at Brown. Uh, it's really fun to watch. It is not you know, your it, – it, it's good. It's a good product. People will absolutely mm-hmm. love watching in the spring. I'm just curious to see who and what follows their lead. In moving to the to the spring, because like I said, every other FCS conference, i.e., Division One AA, can play for a championship. So yep. if you move to the spring, are are you basically saying we're not going to have you involved in the championship? The Ivy League is the only Ivy League football is the only conference and the only sport that doesn't play for a national championship. Play their 10 games, and we're out. So it is definitely different for everybody else, but uh, just to see it moving to the fall. And Brown did something a little a little different than Harvard. They went to like a three, like a trimester system. And so freshmen are not allowed to go and be on campus until the spring semester. 
Jeez. So can you imagine that? You go, you, you're class of 2020, so you go through all this nonsense and garbage like my daughter has gone through. But along the way, you found out, even before COVID hit, you found out you got into Brown. You got into Yale. You got into Harvard. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to have to sit tight for a whole semester because of this COVID nonsense, uh, and you got to wait to show up on I mean, I'm with you, Mark. I wouldn't give back one second of my college for anything. I mean, it was fantastic. There was so much that I got out of it other than just a piece of paper. But obviously the opportunity to play football was 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 awesome for me. Oh, I, I wasn't talking about me. I got out as fast as I could, by the way. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I was thinking you might have had a good time. No, yeah. I had a decent time. But, uh, you know, I had to start paying my way through a lot of it the last couple of years. Woe is me. Look, I'm not complaining. It was the best thing yeah. that ever happened to me. And I graduated early just to get out, you know, just yeah. to – just to get to the workforce. But anyway, I, I just thought that was huge news. And the question is, are they the first domino of college sports, right. of maybe some other things? And, uh, you know, I really hope not. I hope they work out their problems and uh, somehow, you know, we can get all the other universities playing. I mean, we all want to see it. We all want this thing to move on to, you know, we want to move past it. Easier said than done. Well, let's not stop, let's stop talking about this. I've, I've, okay. Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's talk <laughs> some football, and let's look okay. back a little bit because it's what you remember when Wednesday, each and every Wednesday, I know you've been with us, so you know how this goes. I give Mark a situation, and I want to know what he remembers about it. We'll do that next. Let's just say the words Rosencopter get brought up. We'll do that next mm. on Texans All Access. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award award recipient. We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dyke stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dyken! intelligence right now many of us are unsure about what may come next at reliant we want to help you light the way with 24 7 customer care and online support we're here for you today and we'll be here long after we power through this just visit reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT because even though we're a bit farther apart these days we're all in this together reliant that's power your way PUCT number 10007. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. This is Texans Radio. 
Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Consistency, trust, and dependability. These three qualities are a must-have for any team that legitimately wants to win. And for the folks at Martin Preferred Foods, who've teamed up with Amogee Bank for the last 30 years, that's exactly what they've done. Amogee Bank knows how to help family businesses win because they know how to help family businesses grow. So, what are you waiting for? Come join the winning side. Amogee Bank, here you grow. A division of ZBNA, member FDIC. Official bank of the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. What a world we're living in. Have you overemphasized your smile behind a mask so people actually know you're smiling? I've elevated my head knock game. Yes! And from excessive smiling to heavy head knot. Well, that's a huge nugget. We're in this with you, Houston. And we will get through it together. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Fear of missing out is a real thing. Don't have FOMO when it comes to your favorite team? Follow the Houston Texans on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Yes, not have FOMO. Live your life that way. YOLO for no FOMO. Wait, can I say that? You only live once for fear of missing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Put it together. John Harris, Mark Vandermeer with you on a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. And if it's about 6.20-ish, that means it's time for... What you remember when Wednesday? All right, Mark, are you ready? I've got four I'm ready. of them. I got four of them. Let's see how you do. Now, there's you can't. You honestly can't. You can't lose. Uh, you can only win because it's what you thought at that time. So, what you remember when the Jaguars and Texans go into overtime? On the Sunday before Thanksgiving in 2012. Uh, We just uh, talked about this a bunch with Wade Smith. You know, he broke the ribs that day. That's what Uh, he did. I I think uh, what what stands out is is Andre Andre and I understanding that when Chad Henney came into the game to replace an ineffective Blaine Gabbert, uh, (laughs) that the game was going to get tough or could get tough because we both had a lot of respect for Henney. And we thought he was better than Gabbert. And that day, Henny threw. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, everyone everyone talks about Schaub that day. He threw for 527 yards. That's tied for second most all time in a single game in the history of the league. Matt Schaub, okay, and he tied Warren Moon actually uh, with that number. But Henny put up some huge numbers as well. And what people forget about that game was the Texans were down 14 points in the fourth quarter, yeah. and we thought. All right, it's been nice. You know, you had the one loss to the Packers, uh, and here you are. You're playing Jacksonville. They're not very good, and you're just having a stinker game. You're probably going to lose this one. But they roared back, went into overtime, and deep in overtime, Andre Johnson took the uh, little wide receiver screen and ran it a long way into the end zone. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful day, beautiful ending, uh, and you had the Thanksgiving game coming up. So I'll never forget that day. That That's one of the greatest games I've ever seen, ever been a part of uh, in the booth and it's unforgettable. What can I say? It, I remember when 
it got to overtime. I, I remember thinking before that game, the one thing the Texans could not do because they're playing a game on Thursday at 11 was going to overtime. They had to make quick work of the Jags in, out, done. That's the way that – and then it did not go that way. So, well, here's your question. Who had a better passer rating that day? Matt Schaub, who, like you said, threw for over 500 yards, or Chad Henney? Are you telling me Henney had a better passer I'm rating that day? I'm asking you had a better passer rating. All right. Well, since you ask, I bet it's Henny. <laughs> Uh, it is. You wouldn't Matt's, have asked. Matt's rating was 121.7. Chad Henney was 126.8. He threw mm. for 354 yards. He had four touchdowns, and he had that 181-yard touchdown pass to Justin Blackman. How many games, Mark, would you call This would be a good stat. How many games have you ever been to? or called where there was a 200 yard wide receiver on both sides. Cause Dre, like you said, had a day 14 for 273 and a touch. Justin Blackman had seven for 236 and a touch. I'm glad you brought him up. What a talent he was and uh-huh. what a pick gone wrong for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, what would he have meant to their success? Had he been able to keep playing mm-hmm. and not, what was the trouble, Johnny? What what was the trouble with Blackman? Uh, Off field. It, it was alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah he yeah, actually. Right. It's it terrible. Was not, I don't think it was weed. It was, I think it was alcohol. That's was too bad. I mean, he just could not could not rein it in. He was so good. Gosh, he was good. And Henny knew that. You know what? I'm going to get the ball to him and see how that works. Uh, obviously not a good day for a Texans D that was actually pretty good that year, but they had a yeah. rough time that day. And then you had the real fatigue factor set in with the four days later Thanksgiving game where you went deep into overtime again. And we talk about that all the time as a possible derailment factor of the 2012 season down the stretch where they just didn't seem to have that extra that they needed to finish when they lost three out of four. Uh, if they won two out of four, they have home field advantage throughout. Don't get me started. I'm feeling the pain. I just, I, that's why, I, I, to me, going into overtime, it's like, okay, they can pull this out, but my God, what's it going to do to them against the Lions? And then that goes to overtime, and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, now you got the mini buy. You know, you'll be fine for Monday night. Okay. Didn't, didn't work. Well. Yeah, it didn't yep. work. Okay, second one. So that's pretty, pretty easy. It felt like at the time it was a slam dunk. New franchise needed a quarterback what you remember when the texans decided to draft david carr in 2002 i think it was a foregone conclusion really even when i got here that he was going to be the guy uh he had you know what people forget about david is and i know you remember this well in 2001 that college football season i was pretty busy with the miami hurricanes but you couldn't help but notice david carr winning three huge games early for fresno state Right, and David threw. I want to say, is it forty-six touchdown passes or forty-two? There's a forty in there. Yeah, his senior year, he had a huge year, and they beat Oregon State. They beat Wisconsin, and who else did they beat, Johnny? There was Colorado. They beat three. You know, for Fresno State, those are three pretty big wins at the time, especially Wisconsin, and he just had a great year. Now they lost to Boise, right? They lost to Boise, I remember, and that kind of hurt their chances to do something much bigger than they did. Uh, but he had a great year, and Joey Harrington was the other guy, as we all remember. Joey Harrington at the Times Square billboard. Remember that? That's a yep. forgotten thing. Yep. But I thought I that was that. a great idea to put him up in Times Square because it's not about advertising to the people in New York. It's just that if you put a billboard in Times Square of Joey Harrington – the media is going to cover it, and everyone in the world is going to know about it. So that was pretty cool. It's kind of like having a Super Bowl commercial. It's not just airing it in front of all those eyeballs. It's all the media coverage you're going to get having a Super Bowl commercial. So uh, that was kind of cool, but we all knew that David was going to be the pick. So I don't think it was any surprise. He seemed like the right guy, great family man. You know, he's a terrific guy, and I still think things could have been different had they had the O-line together. Maybe it could have been different for him going to another organization and sitting for a year. You know, look, at we, we talk about Pat Mahomes now. Not that David was going to be Pat Mahomes. Don't 
don't confuse this. But <laughs> how much good did it do for Mahomes to sit for a year? Yeah. Maybe nothing. Maybe Mahomes would have been awesome right out of the gate. He had to wait behind a pretty good quarterback in Alex Smith. Uh, but sometimes sitting is a good thing. Carson Palmer sat for a year, you know, behind John Kitna. Uh, it happens from time to time. Maybe it would have been good for David to sit for a year. I, yeah, I think you're, you're probably right. Uh, I think that absolutely would have helped him. Uh, he threw 46 touchdowns. And right out – this is amazing. Right out of the gate, at Colorado, upset Colorado, beat Oregon State on the road. I'm sorry, beat Oregon State at home by 20. They were 10th in the country at that point. Then they went to Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin, who at the time was ranked 23rd in the country. They beat Tulsa, Louisiana Tech, Colorado State. You're right. They lost to Boise State. They lost to Hawaii. And then they lost to Michigan State in the bowl game. So they ended up, I think, 9-3. and Uh, Didn't he play in Houston against Rice, I believe, that year? Uh, Yeah. Played against Rice, but it was at Fresno. Oh, is that Fresno? Okay. Well, he played Rice, and I, that got a yeah. bunch of coverage here. Uh, I wasn't in the city yet, but I remember keeping tabs on that kind of thing, and it just seemed like he was going to be the quarterback. He was going to yeah. be the guy. I just think when they got Tony Banks, because they didn't get him right away. Early on, they had Kent Graham, and it was thought that maybe he'd be the backup. You know, it might not have been the worst thing in the world to have Tony Banks start and uh, and let David sit for a while. Banks, you know, Banks wasn't too bad. Yeah, Banks was too bad. Okay. Number three, this – now this one's going to – it's a little sad. Oh, gosh. what you remember when Rosencopter happened against the Colts in 2008? That was a nightmare. I mean, that was a nightmare game. That's one of the worst losses I've ever seen. You know, you're up 17 points with about 430 to go as the Colts are driving. They score. And then you're driving, and Gary Brackett returns the Rosencopter fumble for the touchdown. And then Sage always says this. He's like, there was no – he had nothing left with that ensuing possession where you're still leading. Yeah. You're still up three, right? Right. But eh, it's over. He's at the 20, fumbles again. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's written about that in the Players' Tribune and stuff, and he's talked about it with us how – that was just a horrible moment for him, and it really kind of, it, I don't want to say ruined his career because he actually did some things after that. They beat uh, Jacksonville on a Monday night. They beat Cleveland yeah. on the road. They got a 3-7 and seven season turned around. We talked about Sage being, the, you know, the backup quarterback question that came up yeah. last night, that kind of thing, being a good backup here. Uh, but, but Rosencopter was awful because what people forget about that game is the Texans were down 10 nothing. They were down 10 nothing to the hated nemesis, the Colts, and they end up going up 17 with less than five minutes to go in the game and lose. That's how bad that loss was, Johnny. I felt Se- like that was the – of the – I kind of think about things in three eras, The obviously the early era. Then I got here in 2007, kind of that early 2007 to 2000 – you know, pre you know, so 2007 through 2010 period, and then 2011 going forward, I felt like that was the best I had seen that team play mm. in that game. Coming back from 10, going up 17, and I'm like, Sage needs to be the guy. It was just sort of reemphasizing yeah. how I had felt the year before. Like Sage is the guy. Every time Sage is in, good things happen. I, and this is where. And I've, I've tried not to let this happen over the years, especially being in the building. But all of us that have that Houston fan in us sees something negative happen, and we're like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and I just remember when, first of all, I'm, I'm like seeing Sage fly in the air, and I'm like, and then Gary Brackett has the ball, and he's running for a touchdown. And then I just remember – just instantly when Brackett scored, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want this, but I have a feeling we're going to remember this one for a long time. Like we're oh, going to yeah. remember this one for a long time. And then of course the game gets called Rosencopter. It has a name. We always remember games with names. Um, Hasselbeck and a diaper, um, you know, TJ Monday night football, uh, you know, against the Bengals, you know, we're, Rosencopter. It's stuck all these years. And I hate it because Sage really had, I felt like, in those two years that I watched, in 07 and 08, 
I thought he did really well. Like, I would have trusted him to be the starter going into 2009, 2010. But that Rosencopter game. Did you think after Rosencopter that next drive, because he takes a pretty hard fall, did you think he was right? And by right, you know what I mean. Did you think he was right? Yeah, that's a great question. I have not heard him talk about that, but the ensuing possession after Rosencopter was Slayton for one yard, Rosenfeld's incomplete to Slayton, and then sacked for minus two, and he fumbles. Robert Mathis got him and recovered the fumble. But, Johnny, think about this. When they're driving, they're up 10 now. That's the thing. It's kind of like Seattle uh, in 2013 in that the opponent, you're up, you have a nice lead. The opponent has a drive, and you feel like, i got to answer this score, right? You yeah. cannot let the score go unanswered. And you're driving, and it's third down, and you got to make a play. Schaub, pick six, Richard Sherman in 2013. In 08, it was third and eight at the Colts' 39. And Sage, I think he talked about it with us at the Combine. He runs, and he thinks he's got it. He goes seven yards. They need eight. He goes to the air to try to get it. Spun around, Rosencopter, ball out, bracket, 68-yard fumble return for a touchdown. And, I mean, the air just went out of the building if you don't get that first down you're at the 39 you know this is this is gary kubiak i don't know like so all right you were at the 39 now you're at the 31 you're gonna kick a field goal i don't know you know what kick a field goal you're up 13 you still don't feel good because you have peyton manning on the other side getting hot but at least you have a 13 point lead you know you however in defensive sage guys trying to make a play you know he goes to the air he thinks he's gonna make it the worst possible thing happens, and here we are today. <laughs> I respect that more than anything else. I respect yeah. that more than anything else. He was, he was trying to make a play because he gets a first down there. There's there's no telling, you know. There's no telling what you know they're able to do and get a win that day. Uh, I was going to ask. It you changes before, history. But- maybe he's the starter, Johnny. Maybe yeah, he's the maybe. starter for a while because Schaub didn't play that day because he was sick. And he wanted to play, but they said they worked him out. But they're like, "You're not right." They thought he wasn't right. Yeah. So he didn't play because he was sick. And I remember the frustration because Matt, the first year, got hurt a couple of times. The second year, you know, like, "Are you going to stay healthy? You got to stay healthy for us here." So clearly, it was a problem. Okay. Now, number four turns out to be a loss, but this moment oh, in that loss, you're making me so thrilled. And today. it involves Sage again. Oh, jeez. What you remember when? Sage hit Andre Davis to give the Texans a lead versus the Titans in 2007 after trailing 32-7 to in the fourth quarter. I was freaking out. That was <laughs> such a great comeback. I mean, that, that was one for the ages right there. And, yeah. you know, we were just talking about the whole Sage and Schaub thing. I can't remember if Matt gets hurt in that game or if Sage starts that game. I really need to look this up, but, but they're down big. They're down big. And, and Sage finds a way to bring them back. I'm pulling it up. I'm I'm pulling it up right now to torture myself. Uh, Schaub did start. And so he must've gotten hurt. He was five for nine. Sage comes in, throws for 290 yards, four touchdowns and three picks. That's the thing, man. He did throw some interceptions. He would sling it around and, you know, often good things happen, sometimes bad. But Rob Baronis that day had eight field goals, eight an NFL record. Field and goals. after Andre Davis catches the 53-yarder, you have 40 seconds left. So you have no chance to lose this one, right? You have 40 seconds left. <laughs> all you got to do. <laughs> all you got to do. All you got to do. And it was Kerry Collins. It was Kerry Collins. It was not Vince. It was not Vince. Mm-hmm. It was Kerry freaking Collins but when when he hits Andre Davis, Williams oh, oh oh when he hits when he hits Andre Davis when he hits Andre Davis the place a lot of the fans had left because you're down so big but the and ones a lot there of the, made mark a lot of the media had left you know I was I was on that far end you know where all those sports talk yep. I was maybe I was one of about maybe five people I remember Wexy being there Adam Wexler was there and maybe one other person. And what is Cardinal rule number one in the press box? Don't cheer. Don't cheer. 
He caught that ball, and we went nuts. We all went ballistic. And it was more like, did you just see what happened? Because Mark threw three quarters of that game. Through three quarters of that game, it was the worst I'd ever seen. I, I'm making notes on my on my computer at that point, going, "I am going to absolutely skewer this team for what it did in the first three quarters." And I'm looking at the drive chart right now, Mark. And the drive chart in that game, nine drives, nine. There were two two total first downs. They gained negative one yards, a yard, 11, one, eight, negative one, 13, mm. five, and five. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, three and outs. There was a fumble. There was another fumble. And the only drive that went more than four play, three plays, uh, they threw an interception at the end of it. Then in the fourth quarter, Nine for 70, touchdown. Seven for 93, touchdown. And then there was interception. 12 for 75, touchdown. Three for 61, touchdown. It, Mark, is the weirdest-looking drive chart ever. But when he hit Andre Davis, I just remember the press box actually cheered because we could not believe what had happened. It was amazing. So you have less than a minute left. Kerry Collins... uh, what is he gets a first down, but then they go incomplete, incomplete. It's third and ten from the Titan thirty-seven. <laughs> Just make a stop. Yeah. Nope. Forty-six yard pass downfield. Williams pushed out of bounds by Vaughn Hutchins. Oh my gosh, uh, what a name! And then uh, Baronis field goal to win it. I mean that that pass along the sideline, it just like knife through the heart. Thanks for making me feel so good today. This is great. I know. I know. But when Andre Davis makes that touchdown, that was kind of the whole point. You felt you felt some kind of way. Now it went oh, way yeah. later. That but was what happened. The, yeah. That was one of the best feelings. You know, it and that's a loss that reminds you of say, you know, Seattle with with Watson or or New England yeah. with Watson. You know, one of those where you have the lead, Philly, and you can't make that final stop. The Saints um, it's it was one of those, and you know we've seen a few. Look, any NFL team has this kind of stuff. Maybe not yeah. the Patriots so much in the last twenty years, but many others do. And you just sort of live with it. I, I've told the story before. Andre and I were going to Vegas to do shows at the Golden Nugget. We flew into Vegas that night, and we were not happy going to Vegas. By the way, to do the morning show the next day, so it wasn't oh. like a big party in Vegas. Got to get up wicked early because it's yeah. Pacific time. So you're doing the show at four a.m. Right. right. Uh, Jeez. So anyway, at the airport, we saw Rob Baronis's mother uh, oh, at baggage claim, and and uh, and I was very upset with her for ever giving birth to him. But uh, he's no longer with us. You know, he died a, oh, yeah. a few years back, and uh, I don't know. There are a lot of memories to that game, and uh, most of them not good. <laughs> the difference in that game, though, and those other ones you mentioned, mm-hmm. in the New England game, Seattle game, whatever. I mean, Deshaun was dealing. Offense. Yeah. Was oh yeah. Moving. Yeah. Yeah. For three quarters, we couldn't do yeah. anything. Right. And then all of a sudden, it just, it just lit a flame. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. The first one I gave you was about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Jaguars. Let's preview, let's preview the AFC South and talk a little bit about what we expect from Jacksonville in 2020. We'll do that next. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more. On your Houston Texans. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? 
maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's that patty melt at Whataburger. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Hey, parents and teachers, we know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. He's in! Touchdown, Houston! This is Texans Radio. Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months with three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases. Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. What a world we're living in. Have you overemphasized your smile behind a mask so people actually know you're smiling? I've elevated my head knock game. Yes! And from excessive smiling to heavy head knock. Well, that's a huge nugget! We're in this with you, Houston. And we will get through it together. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com At Brookside Equipment Sales We're tough enough to cut it. Already counting down the days until your next college football game day? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Sunday, September 6th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to open the year with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. Welcome back this Wednesday edition of Texas All Access. I am John Harris alongside Mark Vandermeer and the Texans will play the Jacksonville Jaguars this year twice. They will play week uh, five. I believe week five at home later in the year on the road at Jacksonville. Hopefully those games will be played. Mark, I thought this would be a good time yeah. to start previewing the AFC South. We'll do this each Wednesday. We'll do the Jags this week. Titans the week after that, and then the Colts the week after that. First question, Jacksonville closer to winning the AFC South or being the number one 
pick in the 2020 NFL draft? I think they got a they have a shot to be the number one pick. They still have too much talent for that, though, Johnny. I look, there's so many questions here. I'm looking at the roster. You know, we like DJ Chark, and you know, D.D. Westbrook can do some things at receiver. Fournette, which Fournette are you getting? And have we seen the good one enough at all yeah. lately? I mean, since 2017, really, if we're honest. Uh, I just I don't think there's enough here on offense. You know, Tyler Eifert is there, and he's always hurt. You know, I'm I'm surprised he's still playing. I'm surprised he's still giving it a go. Credit to him. I mean, this is Ed Block Courage Award stuff to keep going out there and trying it. But, my goodness, after a while, you wonder. You, no one's going to be surprised if he gets hurt in camp. And then on defense, you know, is Ngakwe going to be there? Uh, you love Josh Allen pe- rushing the passer. What's not to like? He's really good. After that, it kind of drops off. You know, you have uh, Miles Jack, and you have, I mean, who else? Who am I missing here that well, could possibly be? Caleb on, drafted Caleb on Chase on uh, to right. play opposite Josh Allen, which tells me we'll probably see them in more 3-4 sets, and they've tr- traditionally been in a 4-3. But 3-4, uh, 4-3, three, three, that's kind of been eh, whatever. Um, but Chase on could do some different things, but – it just tells me drafting Chase on to put him opposite Josh Allen that you're going to see a lot of that combo going forward. They they signed. I think this is a sneaky addition. They mm-hmm. signed Joe Schobert from the Browns. A middle linebacker. At linebacker to go along with Miles Jacket. I think that could be a really good signing for them. But Mark, if Deshaun, Philip Rivers, uh, Ryan Tannehill get the ball off, I think you can have a field day against that secondary. I think that yeah. secondary is just going to be absolute garbage. It's going to be young. It, it's talented. Don't get me wrong. C.J. Henderson, you know, Ronnie Harrison, I think, is average at safety. It's a young secondary. But it went from having Boye and Ramsey, Church and Gibson, to a rookie in C.J. Henderson and really nobody else that scares you in that secondary at all. If you get the ball off and there's no Clays Campbell, there's no Malik Jackson, uh, to rush from the inside. If you get the ball off, you got an opportunity to have, I think, a field day against that secondary. Johnny, the most important position on the team, it's Gardner Minshew. Mike Glennon is the backup unless he loses the job to Josh Dobbs. And I'm not going to write off that possibility, right? Yeah. But to me, they needed somebody else, all right? And is it Jake Luton that they drafted? Yeah, Luton, big guy from Oregon State. Uh, he's the developmental guy. But, again, that's what Minshew was thought to be. Minshew yeah. was thought to be a he was thought to be um, a developmental guy as well, and he ends up being the guy. And and I'm with you. I, I felt like they 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 needed somebody else. And to your what are these quarterbacks about, available? Like a Bridgewater or look, maybe maybe Teddy was never going to go there, but yeah. maybe you make a run at him. Maybe Winston. You know, we talked about that possibility. Uh, you know, uh, Cam Newton, I, you know, I guess yeah. he ended up in a nice bucks. spot for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Cam probably wanted to somewhere where he felt like he could win. Yeah. But the the flip side of this is it makes you flames out. And this is kind of my, I, you know, I was thinking about Cam the other day uh, when Cam signed with the Patriots. My thought on Cam was like, gosh, he, you know, okay, good. He didn't go to Jacksonville. Good. We don't have to face him twice this year. But because he didn't go to Jacksonville, it might mean that we have to face Trevor Lawrence twice for the next 10 to 15 years. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Well, you, you know what my comeback is to that? Who was the number one pick this time last year in your mind for 2020, right? Well, it was in probably, probably going to be two. It was definitely it was not going to be Joe two. Burrow. I can promise you well, that. It wasn't going to be Joe Burrow. So you never know. There might be another Joe Burrow out there. Eh, it could be. I got my thoughts on, on who that possibly could be, uh, but we'll talk about that uh, at a different time and date. Tomorrow, the general will be with us right here on Texans All Access, so you have that to look forward to. Mark and I will be back as well. Mark, thank you very much. The guys back in studio, appreciate you guys stepping up, taking over, and making sure that we stay on the air. To all of you listening, thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow, and as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Are you missing out on Houston's most exclusive business network? Members of Texans Lux become your network, matching you with your executive peers at any of our exclusive events. With more than 10 off-season events per year, like trips with a team to training camp, VIP draft party, business luncheons, and more, you're provided year-round access to the network that works for you. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your network by visiting HoustonTexansLux.com. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Find a massive selection of new and certified pre-owned Hyundais at Ron Carter Hyundai, a better way to buy. Test drive any vehicle at Ron Carter Hyundai and get $250 in gift cards. Buy any vehicle and get $500 in gift cards. Sell them your car. They'll be any offer by $500 or get $500. Plus get Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Gulf Freeway, just two miles south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. See dealer website for gift card and trade-in details. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Mustang Cat has been serving Texans for three generations. Cat compact machines do big work and are more affordable than you think. We'll help you find the right cat machine to get the job done with the Mustang Cat Texas Two-Step. First, demo a new cat machine at your location or one of ours. Second, get $150 as our thanks. Call 833-MYCAT19 or visit mustangcat.com slash two-step to schedule a demo. Offer limited to new customers only. See website for details. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. 
Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players sit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit. Until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again, let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 